Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, I'm going to share three questions you can ask yourself to facilitate the letting go process. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, letting go. So when we think of letting go, I think one, all of us are familiar with what it's like to want to let go of something and to feel an inability to do so. We're stuck, we're holding on, we don't want to release. And it can be for a number of reasons across many different contexts and domains. Uh, Person relationship, friends, work, where you live, uh, childhood hurt, someone betrayed you and you don't want to let go of the the anger toward them, whatever it could be. And uh, a lot of times letting go has to do with actually like releasing something, let's say like a job, so that you transition to something else, somewhere else. But um, most of the time I would say it more has to do with Uh, what we could refer to as like a decoupling of uh, an emotion from an idea or cognition. So like when we think of letting go of a past partnership, there's a a decoupling of the emotional attachment from the idea of that person. So a lot of times when we're referring to letting go, that's more what we're referring to. It's not actually something that's being released. Much of the time we've already released it. There's an emotional connection there that we're trying to overcome so we don't feel pulled and trapped and burdened. So it's an important thing to keep in mind because you know you, you may have made an actual change in your life that indicates some letting go. It was like a first step of letting go. But there's another part of you that uh, still hasn't or is holding on, not wanting there to be uh, no more back door, uh, some way to get back to the, the old situation. And so like letting go can have layers and it's usually that deeper one, the emotionality that we're working with. So when I am going to give you these three questions, you can kind of filter them through whatever stage of the letting go process you're in. The first question, and you can journal about these as well. Uh, The first question is, what do I fear would happen if I let go? Is pretty basic, but the reason we subconsciously stay attached is because we have some fear of what we'd have to feel, experience, or what our life would be like on the other side of some form of release. And you know, sometimes that doesn't seem to make sense to us logically, right? You know, you, somebody may have betrayed you in the past, a friend, and you're feeling anger and you really want to let go of the anger. It's like, why can't I just let go of the anger? It makes, there's nothing I would fear that would happen if I let go of the anger. I would just be happier and peaceful. It doesn't make sense. Well, if you dig a little deeper, there's uh, probably something on the other, other side of that that is maybe more related to an identity that you would have to, or something it would say about you. 
uh, such as, you know, if you're someone who lets go of anger, then maybe you're also someone who just lets people walk all over you. Maybe you have that belief somewhere. And so you holding on to the anger is you maintaining an identity of, I don't let someone take advantage of me. So there's, there's always going to be something. The, the reason we hold on to anything is because we have some idea, however distorted it may be, that this is a better reality than the alternative. And so the alternative is going to be associated with some form of fear. And it's helpful to just have that out on the table. You know, see, see the cards that you're working with. Know clearly what's happening. What do I fear would happen if I let go. Also, if you're someone who, you know, does a lot of personal growth work, maybe you're a meditator, you know, you know all about the letting go process. You might hear a question like that and then, you know, quickly go through, oh, give me the next one. I get that. All right, what do I what do I fear would happen to let go? You know, I really I say that because I'm one of those people. When I hear things like this, I'm like, "All right, give me give me the new juicy question that I haven't heard before that's going to give me the light bulb switch." So if you're that person, if you're like me, I encourage you to really first stay with that question. I I just find simple things like that, getting very clear for myself uh, around something like that. Like, what do I actually fear is going to happen? Uh, and writing it down, putting it on paper, outlining it as much as possible, just takes all of this subconscious noise and gunk and entanglement that doesn't matter how wise or clear or intelligent you are, it gets soupy in the background of your mind because you're going throughout the rest of your day, your working memory is holding a lot of different different parts and uh, pieces, and it's just, you know, it's it's complicated, it gets convoluted, and it gets noisy. So putting it down allows you to really see clearly what you're working with. What do I fear would happen if I let go? Okay, so great. Now you have a little bit more clarity. You have the stuff that the mind fears you'd have to confront if you went through this process, if you actually released. So the second question we are going to ask is, would this actually be as bad as I think it would be? All this stuff that I fear would happen if I let go. Let's just assume that it's somewhat true. Would it actually be as bad as I think it would be? And check. A lot of times the mind, you know, is very young, or the parts of the mind that are getting activated around fear are very young. And it's just made some general sense of if, if that would happen into, it would be terrible. I wouldn't be able to do it. That would be the worst thing. It doesn't even think about why it would be the worst thing. It just has some association with that is bad. And then it creates the feeling of fear. And then we just grip around it. So here you have an opportunity to go into it just quite logically and just ask, okay, so this is what we're working with. This is what we fear would happen if we let go. And and there might be some top level ones that you can just nix right? It's like, oh, you know, if I do this and no one's going to love me anymore and I'm going to, I'm going to die. It's like, okay, there's some that are just clearly irrational. So seeing the irrationality of that, it's like, yeah, let's just put that aside. And then work with the ones 
that, you know, maybe have more truth to them. It's like, yeah, no, that's a, a realistic situation that, uh, and we'll go back to the example we used before, that if I let go of this anger, then I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be perceived as someone who lets people just do whatever they want to me, or I'm going to perceive myself that way. So let's just say like that there's some truth to that. You know, would that actually be as bad as I think it would be? And, you know, that's where you get to challenge that. What about that is so bad? And it, this could take you into a whole new territory of why do I think that's bad in the first place? And what this is, it, it's sort of like uh, exposure therapy. You're just confronting your fears. You're moving toward them head on. And you're allowing your system to settle and soften around it. Because almost always when you do this, you're going to see that the mind is making way more a uh, catastrophe out of something than is, is actually true. Um, not always, and this is where, you know, you get to use some wise discernment and maybe you realize like, no, it would be terrible. It's like, cool, well then just hold on. Hold on for however long you need to. I don't want you to die. I don't want anything bad bad to happen to you. So if there's some story that that needs to happen, uh, that you can't let go or the worst thing will will ensue, then if, one, that might just be a skillful way of relating to your life. Uh, but two, and more likely, the actual thing that's going on is you might just have to play out some deep karmic pattern of resistance and holding on and let yourself have full permission to not let go and to kind of just hate your life as it is and why is this happening to me and maybe even being victimized by your own experience. Just, you know, if, if you're going to do it, do it fully. Like go in eyes wide open. Like I, I don't want to let go. I can't let go of the worst thing. Cool. Then hold on. Be heroic in your holding on and the amount of suffering you cause yourself. Really let yourself you know, full permission to, to be in it. And what that then allows you to do is uh, exhaust the pattern of holding on because you're not doing it partially. You're not like fighting it. Not, oh, I'm kind of holding on, but I shouldn't hold on. It's like, no, I I decided I'm not ready to let go. So I'm going to hold on fully and I'm going to see if this is really going to be the strategy that's going to save me. And uh, if it is, cool, then maybe you'll be enlightened. Uh, <laughs> most likely what will happen is you'll... Uh, just exhaust whatever mental constructs and uh, corresponding emotional patterns are around that uh, to the point where it's like, oh, this actually wasn't the answer. But sometimes the mind has to play out its uh, subconscious ideas and conscious ideas of what it thinks is going to serve it before it becomes disillusioned by that. Right? So... Question number two is, would this actually be as bad as I think it would be? That begins to challenge it, and then we start to, usually we start to realize like, oh, it's maybe not the worst thing. And then, as I said, if you do feel like it is the worst thing, then just go full on and give yourself permission to to resist. Uh, The third question I'm going to give you, if you're still playing the game of maybe this isn't as bad, or you're in the game of like, ah, it is kind of scary, like it still does freak me out a bit. And the third question you're going to ask yourself is, what resources do you now have to navigate that experience? What resources do you now have to navigate 
that experience. And again, the reason this is important is much of the time, these fear-based parts that are coming in with their worldview and their emotionality, you know, if you think of a part as like an aspect of your personality structure or your psychological landscape that has developed to protect you or manage the system in a particular way, those parts usually develop at a young age and therefore the reference point about you and who you are and what you're capable of is young, it's immature, and it's incomplete, incomplete in the context of who you are today. And so that part needs to be reminded of who you are right now, the adult you, adult Corey. And that's where the reflection of what resources do I now have to navigate this is really useful because you're essentially educating this this younger part. You're catching it up, bringing it up to speed about who you are now. And, uh, you know, I've often found that with, with like transitions that I've needed to make where it just starts as like, I can't do that, I'm scared. And then I go into, what do I fear would happen? Oh, they're going to be mad at me, they're not going to like me. Uh, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel a lot of pain around that. And then I go into like, well, what would it actually be as bad as I think it would be? Like, well, I don't know if it would actually be bad, but it is possible. And there's probably a good chance that it's going to be really uncomfortable. It's going to involve some really hard conversations and it's going to suck. It's like, okay, cool, good. So we have that and that could be, a, and it could be really, really sucky. Well, then another question, what resources do I now have to navigate this? And this is the one that... Uh, I tend to forget to bring in, but is the most impactful because when I actually reflect on it, like, like, dude, you've spent so much time sitting with your emotions. You've spent a ton of time on silent retreat, uh, being with lots of physical pain, emotional pain, loneliness, fear, and you've also gotten through tons of difficult things in the past and uh, painful conversations and that feeling of, oh, I don't want to do this. Like you've done that. You know you can do that. And you know it's uncomfortable, but you definitely have the resources to go into that, to take a breath, to feel the tension and to know that it will pass and to remind yourself that it will pass. And then to know like later on in the day, you, you're just going to be back in your body again. You're here and it'll be a new moment. So, you know, things like that where you reflect on like, who am I today? And, and what do I have in terms of my own inner capacity to meet whatever this big, bad, scary thing is that I am just unwilling to face? And usually what you see there is like, yeah, even if that did happen, I've experienced some version of it in the past, or I, I, know how to work with the thoughts that would arise, the emotions that would arise, or the sensations that would arise. Sometimes we realize like, you know what, if I open that door, some big stuff's going to come through. And I actually don't know if I have the resources for that. Maybe there's some trauma there. And you know that your, your system has been blown out in the past when maybe you've tried to do this yourself uh, without support. And so that's where, you know, all of this, you're just having very honest inquiries with yourself. 
And the response that comes up is like, you know what, actually, I, I do think I need some support here and I'll work with a therapist or someone who I trust with trauma or I'll just make sure I have a good friend nearby or that I'm, I'm well resourced and uh, creating like a home base for myself or doing this in a safe environment. So again, it's not to take you to the end point of just the obvious, oh, I guess I should just let go. No, letting go is a tricky thing. And there's a lot, when we're working with our inner world, there are a lot of considerations there. Um, and so this is about being as honest with yourself as possible. And I, I would say a large majority of the time with many things, when we go through this, we just realize oh, the mind is making a bigger deal out of this than is necessary. And we have way more resources to work with it. And then another percentage of the time, and this is like for, for everyone, it's not like certain people it's easy and then other people it's not. It's like for all of us, let's say like 80% of the time, it's like, you know, we go through these questions and then it's like, oh yeah, I could probably do that. But there's 20% of the time, it's like, no, there's maybe some big stuff here. And then like 5% of the time, like be some really big stuff that, yeah, we have a right, right to pause and right to wait and, um, and to make sure we're supported. All right, so three questions again. What do I fear would happen if I let go? Two, would it actually be as bad as I think it would be? Three, what resources do I now have to navigate this? Hope that helps on your journey of practicing human. If you want more support and if you were unaware, I send a daily text message out Monday through Friday. It takes about five seconds to read. Short, simple phrase, couple sentences that you can think about and ponder throughout the day. Many people describe it as uh, one of their favorite parts of the day because it's something they read while they're sipping their coffee or their tea and they reflect on throughout the day and share it with their friends. It's completely free uh, to join. You can text the word podcast to one six three one three zero five two eight seven four, and you'll be automatically included. Also, if you are on a uh, a letting go journey right now and you want more pointed support, there, the best program I have for that is is probably the Working with Thoughts course. Uh, that you know now it's the recorded version of it. We already did it live back in twenty twenty two. But I do still have that available. Uh, if you would like it, I'll put the link in the show notes. But you can find all the details at coreymascara.com forward slash course. Um, that course goes really in depth into working with thoughts, with emotions, and all the different layers of the mind that would be holding on um, and how to work with that. So very in-depth. And I do recommend that if, if you're looking to go deeper there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your practice. I will talk to you tomorrow. And until then, as always, take care.